Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Husmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Husmo Black. Hey y'all, welcome, welcome to the High School Black Forum, hey it's Saturday, October 12th y'all, 2013, boy I don't know where the year's gone, it's just about got away from here, welcome to our show this evening. Where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer, and out of necessity, sometimes we'll uh, we'll do it louder out here on Blog Talk. Uh, we come to you over Blog Talk. Got a call in number one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. I saw a free call in number. Uh, if you want to get into the hospital, Black. Uh, yeah, we we don't take many calls out here. We run a a skeleton crew on the Hushmo Black Forum. Yeah, you know the Hushmos. Hey, oh, I'm driving this train out here. I'm doing a job of four people, y'all. I'm doing a job of four people. You know what a conductor? You know how many people take to run a train? Y'all don't know. Uh. The westbound number nine. It take uh, a minimum of four people to run that westbound number nine that we run. The hospital's wearing all those four hats tonight, y'all. I'm the conductor, the engineer, the brakeman. And the flagman. Oh. <laughs> and the flagman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey, y'all think that? Y'all don't know. Yeah, I'm running now. I'm wearing four hats out here. The conductor, the engineer. Oh, hey. Acting as a flagman too. <laughs> hey, we don't mind. We can we can do it. We can handle it. Hey, what we do out here on the Hushmo Black Forum uh, Facebook friends? How y'all doing? We uh we advocate for social justice on behalf of Americans of African descent. Not not because we love everybody. We love everybody. We want to let you know that. We, just having to be part of uh, that community by extension. Find ourselves. Hey, y'all, got a great show for you this evening here. Really uh, kind of still down in the dumps about uh, some dear uh, family uh, members passing on here. Nevertheless, we. So much is going on in the world, y'all. This, this 
government shutdown. We going on three <laughs> coming up here. Week three coming up of the government shutdown where uh, a bunch of renegade uh, insurrectionists has kidnapped uh, the government of this country, shut it down, uh, and demanding ransom, y'all. Shut it down over a law, this Affordable Care Act, uh, Act law that had been passed and signed into and validated by the Supreme Court and the law of this country. They, a minority of a minority party within the federal government, has hijacked the government and shut it down, putting hundreds of thousands of people out of work, causing the economy billions of dollars so far. If I'm the president, y'all, I'm sorry. If the Hushmore ruled the world, if the Hushmore did, now we just talking about what the Hushmore would do. Uh, we're in the middle of a war, y'all. If I'm the president, I declare martial law and start locking uh, the insurrectionists up in chains. If I was the president, <laughs> hey, that president got every right under the Constitution to declare martial law. What's going on now is affecting uh, the security of uh, the United States of America. Oh, no doubt in a big, big, big way. So we, me, if I ruled the world and was president, <laughs> I, I'd i be invoking martial law and locking the insurrectionists up. That's in uh, the House of Representatives that minority of the minority <laughs> that's got this government shut down that's endangering uh, the security of this country, I would declare martial law and lock them up. That's what I would do. Hey, I don't know where this thing's at now. John Bain has got <laughs> that Tea Party uh foot on his throat still. He can't get it all. He he thought he had some kind of... Hey, they all know the, the president by law, by the Constitution can't be uh, making no deal while some renegades is held, holding him hostage with the government shut down. The president can't even talk to him. In fact, uh, he should consider my uh, suggestion in declaring martial law while the country is at war. And uh, uh, paying the country's bills and locking everybody up that uh, and open the government up and lock everybody else up that's uh, in defiance of uh, uh, of the uh, the martial law edicts. That's what I would do. I mean, it's what it might come to. That's what it might come to, y'all. Y'all don't know. If I rule the world, that's what uh, and what I came to already. <laughs> hey, if I rule the world, it would have came to that already. Hey, y'all, it's about <laughs> seven minutes after seven, y'all, in the ATL. Welcome once again to the Hushmore Back Forum. Uh, Saturday, October 12th here, 2013, y'all. We uh, just, uh, the nation is in a uh, man-induced. Hey, my new book, y'all, Smoke Hit the Shells Today, we, it's going to be probably about the 31st. It's pushed back about 10 days. i got to resubmit 
uh, some things or redo some things in it. But it'll be out. I'm excited about it, y'all. Racism and hate in American reality. Just keep up with my website, hushmoblack.com. You'll be able to go there and uh, 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 get your copy of it. The the, uh, the digital, the ebook version version of it is about it's under five dollars. I mean, it's dirt cheap. Uh, <laughs> we search. Hey, hey, we. Yeah, we try to make we, we price it up for the masses, y'all. Y'all don't know. <laughs> hey, we got we got a story to tell. We priced it for masses, racism and hate, and American reality is the title of it. Hey, y'all. Yeah, just uh, uh, chronicling my family's history here in Georgia, uh, here in this country, which go back some 230 years, y'all. Yeah, that's all we do. We talk about uh, my family's history and talking about it. Uh, racism and hate uh, is a big part of it. So we can't talk about my my history, my family history in the country without talking about the, the subject matter that seems to be front and center uh, on the nation's conscience today with this uh, president of uh, African uh, descent. So we, we uh, are so excited about it. And, uh, uh, yeah. We think a lot of what's going on now has to do with uh, racism that we write about. Yeah, the, as we like to call it, the man-induced self-fulfilling prophecy of racism. That's what that's how we define it in our uh, in our in our uh, book. The man-induced self-fulfilling prophecy of racism is what's at play here today with this uh, president of African descent. So it has uh, the danger, it's dangerous, I mean, it has uh, the potential to uh, to get the man upstairs involved <laughs> in a big, big way. I believe, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, hey, well, I write about it in my book, uh, Racism and Hate in American Reality. Yeah, we look at uh, what's going on in the country. It's not, it's political. You know, you can't, uh, it's not meant to be history. I mean, not political. It's factual. It's history. It's my history. It's our history. It's country history. So, yeah, we... Uh, I, you know, I tell on the Hushville Black Forum, one of our theories is that uh, we, we provide a platform for the 90% of our population, our community, Americans of African descent, who don't have a voice. You know, 90% of our community don't have a voice. Uh, we've got uh, our talent attempt that uh, advocate for us. They do a great, great job, by the way. Uh, our talent attempt do, but they need help. They can't just uh, bear that uh, cross alone <laughs> that <laughs> they can't just bear that cross alone so they need support uh, from underneath uh, them, propping them up giving them food for uh, giving them food for uh, to digest, to ingest as they uh, advocate in a larger arena for us so that's what we do 
that's what we try to do. That's what I do in my writing. That I was so proud to hear several of our uh, <laughs> Melissa Harris quoted uh, something from uh, uh, something that I had uh, written, public domain stuff. So yeah, uh, uh, that uh, uh, that's in the public domain uh, dealing with uh, racism and and where it's at, how it's playing out in uh, society today. That's what we write about, yeah. Racism and hate everybody. I want everybody to get a copy. I need everybody's support. Go to my website, com. I need to sell 100,000 of them before Christmas, y'all. <laughs> oh, it'll be out the 31st of October, y'all. It'll be, you'll be able to go to Hushmo Black and follow it, but we're gonna, we'll be getting the message out. Uh, more on my Facebook page to my Facebook friends. And I want all my Facebook friends to get a copy. Uh, plus, buy the sisters and brothers a copy for it's it's dirt cheap under five dollars. The ebook everybody's buying the ebook. Uh, the paperback, the hard copy is around sixteen dollars. Still cheap. I'll autograph your copy. You'll be able to go to my site now. I'll send you an autographed copy, but you can go to Amazon.com or Barnes and Nobles or whoever you. So desire to uh, access uh, a copy of it, but yeah, the digital version is the best buy by far. Go to hushmoblack.com and buy it from there. And I have a special. I'll run a special the first uh, the first year or so because I want to sell a hundred thousand copies of each the e uh, version. That's my goal, to sell 100,000 copies off my website the first uh, year that it's in publication now. Uh, if I do better than that, I'll be able to uh, republish it with a main brand publisher. Because I self-publish myself uh, stuff, yeah, through Arthur House. But, uh, yeah, they're self-publishing uh, for the most part. I mean, yeah, they... Uh, do all the technical work for you, but uh, pretty much you uh, have a lot of control over it. Not near the exposure, say, uh, of a random house or someone like that uh, publishing a book, but a small person such as me don't have uh, enough clout until I sell 100,000 or so uh, books. <laughs> to uh, get their attention, but once uh, that's done, I'll be able to, uh, uh, and I might go viral. If it go viral, I might sell a million, a couple of million copies then. They'll look at me. They'll look at my story, what I'm talking about, what we're talking about, and uh, that might happen. We don't, we, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's about quarter after quarter after seven, y'all. You got me out here to Hushville rambling on this evening while still trying to make sense of this government shutdown, y'all. That's the conversation. We can't do nothing. The president, I'm backing the president 100%, y'all. The president cannot deal with... uh, Someone that's uh, trying to hijack the government. You cannot deal with why the government is shut down. First thing that's got to happen, 
this uh, vote has got to come up in the House and the Senate to reopen that government. You can't uh, any if the president that's the president's line in the sand. That's the executive branch's line in the sand. Period. Hey, uh, we're going to take a quick uh, pause for the calls out here. Come back and get into uh, a little more of uh, the government shutdown, week three. Hey, week three, y'all, of the government shutdown. Y'all hanging there. We'll be right back. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, uh, I don't know. Nothing like that. We, we, we got out there on break and uh, couldn't get back. Uh, we we got out there on break and couldn't get back. Hey, hey, we back. Hey, we the government shutdown's about to shut the hospital down out here, y'all. This thing go on any longer. We don't know that is any end in sight, y'all. Anybody know? In the end, the same thing. President John Boehner, he 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 can't he can't do no negotiating. He's out in charge. Ted Cruz, some nine month old freshman senator over in the Senate, uh, is running the House. <laughs> Got more power than the Speaker of the House, y'all. President can't lie that to stay. This country is in big trouble, you know. If the president allow a renegade faction uh, like the Tea Party dictate uh, the government, uh, this good old uh, democracy that we uh, so love is in trouble. The president can't allow a minority of the minority in that government to uh, dictate policy and hijack the government cause a self-inflicted uh, a suicide uh, blow to our country and our uh, economy. We can't, uh, the president can't allow that to happen. While the country's at war, he got every legal right under the Constitution to declare martial law and start locking people up. The insurrectionists. I have the insurrectionists uh, locked up and put in jail. That's what I would do. That's what it might come to. That's what it might come to, y'all. Yeah, because uh, this is affecting the security of the country. This government shutdown, and the, uh, don't uh, uh, come the seventeenth and allow us to fall on the country's debt. <laughs> you, uh, hey, I, I might head for the hills, break the camp out, and me and the wife, we be gone. <laughs> we. We're going somewhere. I don't know where. We don't know where we want to go, but we're going somewhere up out of this place. Paying? Oh, oh no. That's where you're paying no bills. Not to this government. Open back up. Hey, don't. We. Hey, y'all. We the hospital can't pay no bills until the government opens back up. I'm a ward of the state, y'all don't know. <laughs> and, I, hey, I'm just saying that somebody better, you know what? You let them Social Security checks go out on the first of next month, and somebody. Somebody's gonna be in a lot of trouble, y'all, up there in that Congress. You talking about a revolt? And they talking about a, uh, a horrible rating now. 
they might have to button down the hats <laughs> to, to uh, protect the skin. You, know? you let uh, some 58 billion uh, government uh, uh, payments uh, to uh, Americans who've earned them don't go out on time while uh, this minority of the minority has got the government hijacked. This could get real ugly. If I'm the president, I am declaring martial law and locking the treasonous individuals up, period. That's what I'm doing. I'm locking them up and uh, bringing up uh, 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 insurrection charges against them. They shut the government down on some policy uh, uh, of repealing by by demand a law that was passed constitutionally. They... That's act of treason, y'all. In my mind, yeah, I can make that argument. And if I'm the president, I will make that argument. And uh, after uh, uh, I get them in jail, we'll litigate whether uh, or not uh, I was right or wrong, but this government is going to be open back up. Uh, Then we're talking about this other crazy stuff they're talking about. But these people hijacked the government, shut it down, over, uh, and now they ain't even talking about Obamacare no more. They shut the government down uh, over a law that was <laughs> legally uh, uh, argued and signed into the law. This minority of the minority in the uh, uh, Republican House of Representatives has hijacked the entire uh, government. The president cannot allow that to stand. Period. Cannot allow it to stand. And can't do no negotiations uh, until that government is open back up. The people's government has got to be open back up. That is job one to get the government open. And then we'll deal with the rest of this stuff. But ain't nothing going to happen to that government is open back up for business. Period. Hey, about 29 minutes after uh, the hour, 7 o'clock this evening, we uh, got some background noise. Let's see if we can quiet that down. Yeah, we, uh, I don't know what's what's going on in the world, y'all. We try to make sense of things that don't make no sense for our, uh, for our uh, constituents, for our community. That's what we do out here, but... <laughs> this stuff ain't. <laughs> this stuff is. This stuff is so crazy out there now, y'all. <laughs> we <laughs> we having a hard time trying to keep up with it all, but uh, we 
we having a hard time trying to keep up with what's going on out here. But uh, if I know one thing, if we can't uh, make any sense of it, <laughs> I know somebody who can <laughs> and will. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the brains didn't get back home. They lost the fourth game in the uh, NFL uh, first round there. The NL, well, the National League's first round. Baseball, you know, the little Braves we're talking about. The Dodgers beat us, sent us packing. We should have won two of those games and be, played a game Wednesday. We was leading 3-2 in the bottom of the eighth. We got to win that game, you know. We got to win that game at all costs. Then the Falcons lost. Falcons one and four now. <laughs> I had us going twelve and four. So we gotta run the table, y'all. We gotta run it. <laughs> we won and four and I had us going twelve and four, so which means we can't lose another game if my prognostications is to uh come to uh, fruition. I will see. I still think we're going to win a lot of games. But we better get started because when our, another one of uh, our receivers is out, Julio Jones. Julio Jones is going for the season, y'all. And uh, we, <laughs> hey, it's hard to replace somebody like Julio Jones. Oh, no, that ain't going to be no easy, uh, that ain't going to be no easy, uh, uh, hold the field. Oh, no doubt. This boy is, is the real deal. Yeah, this boy is one of the top two or three receivers in, in football. Oh, somebody else got to step up. Now, whether they, uh, to what degree they're going to step up, it remains to be seen. Somebody, somebody's got to step up. Maybe two, maybe two or three people. <laughs> Got to stay step up and feel that for. Hey, uh, Avian Peterson, young son, his dad, two years old, dad from a parent, uh, some kind of child abuse within uh, the relationship of uh, the baby's uh, mother's boyfriend. Got the baby's mother's boyfriend. Apparently, Adrian Peterson, this baby was born uh, to some. Girlfriend of his that uh, they wasn't married. That a weird like seemed like to me and had a child, a young two year old, wound up dead. Wound up dead, yeah. And uh, got the boyfriend of the mother up for uh, child abuse in jail. It's gonna be more than child abuse. It looked like to me when they start calling the charges up on. Hold him if he actually uh, beat this child to the point of death. Just a sad, sad story, y'all. We want to send our condolences to Adrian Peterson and 
the baby's mother's family and the family of uh, those involved. Send our love and prayers out to them uh, from the Hushmore Black Forum. It's, uh, and they need all the love and prayer, uh, prayers they can get, y'all. Y'all keep them in your prayers. Just a tragic, uh, just a tragic situation there. Adrian Peterson, great, great uh, running back for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh. What else going on in the news here? I don't know. That's so much stuff is going on in the news. You know? What ain't going on? That would be more like it. What? <laughs> so much is going on in the news. What ain't going on? Hey. House here at home. Senate still that Obama rejects House EOP offer. Yeah, he rejected it. You got to open that government back up first. Boom. Y'all don't know? You got to open that government back up before the executive branch can even talk to y'all. Blanked out looking at uh, some stuff flashing over the news, y'all. Trying to read a little about this two year old kid of uh, Adrian Peterson. This is just a horrible, horrible, horrible story. He suffered after allegedly being abused, he says. Sioux City Falls. Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Well, I was considered following additional charges against Patterson. Robert Patterson's twenty-seven has been charged with aggravated battery of an infant and aggravated assault. Wow, uh, forty years in prison. Well, that is just a crazy thing. I'm I'm trying to make sense of how 
Take a quick pause for the calls here, y'all. Uh, it's about uh, 7:40 in the ATL. Beautiful day here, by the way, too. Falls set in. Uh, we'll be right back. Y'all hang in there. You got me to hush more. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey y'all, welcome back. <laughs> hey, welcome back, y'all. Welcome back to the Hushmo Black Forum. We've been rambling on over the last four or five minutes. We have to repost the show here because uh, we had the mic on. We we're back. The Hushmo Black Forum. It's about one minute to nine out here. We were just talking about uh, the government shutdown. Still, how a minority of the minority party there in Congress in the House of Representatives. Uh, Hijacked the government and the president of head uh, at this point uh, have the constitutional authority to declare martial law and locking the insurrectionists up. The Tea Party gang over there in Congress who kidnapped the government, shut it down. The president has the authority to locking uh, that group of people up and uh, putting them in jail in chains until uh, the government is opened back up and uh, uh, securing uh, uh, the nation's, uh, uh, bundling up the nation's uh, security apparatus. we got CIA agents and NSA people out of work, people that uh, protect our uh, security. we got uh, a lot of those people uh, furloughed, you know, off the job while the country is at war. The country is at war. And we got a bunch of renegades <laughs> who has hijacked the government and shut it down. The president need to today declare martial law and lock a bunch of people up, open the government, and raise the debt ceiling. And pay our bills and move on from the shenanigans here. That's what the president needs to do. He's got the constitutional authority to do it. This country is at war. We got young men and women dying on the battlefield today. And uh, somebody shut the government down, putting the, uh, some uh, treasonous uh, 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 representatives up there in Congress hijack this government and shut it down while the country is in the midst of a war. It's an act of treason, you know. That's what it is, act of treason. we got to call a spade like a spade out here on the Hushmo Black Forum. That's what we do, you we got to call it like we see it. This is an act of treason. Doing insurmountable harm uh, to this country for no other reason than uh, this black president here, you for no other reason than uh, uh, dislike uh, for this black president, period. It ain't nothing else other than that, yeah. We didn't have a crisis when they shut this government down. There was no financial crisis. The debt, uh, uh, the uh, freaking uh, uh, deficit's been cut in half since this man took office. The deficit has been cut in half since he took office, Uh What's the problem? What is the problem? We know the problem. And uh, it's uh, good old-fashioned American racism. Nothing more than that. Nothing more than that. It's good old-fashioned American racism. Uh, That's got the country uh, at the brink of collapse. That's where we're at right now, the verge of collapse. (laughs) On the verge of collapse, y'all, is where we're at. (laughs) 
we're going to uh, continue to pray about it, talk about it, uh, write about it in my new book, Racism and Hate and American Reality. We uh, write about it, uh, provide food for thought for our uh, people, for our young advocates that's out there, uh, for our people to uh, to get some insight, some uh, some further perspective on uh, where we at in society, why we where we at, and uh, knowledge is power. Yeah, knowledge is power. So we try to provide uh, our little two cent worth. We try to put that out there in the public domain for our uh, for the uh, for America's happiness and our diaspora, I guess. We <laughs> we we cannot afford to uh, go to sleep on this thing. Yeah, we can't afford to go to sleep. We gotta be attentive uh every step of the way of this process here. President need our need our support. The country need our support. Because what's going on now dangerous. The Republicans, some of the moderate sensible Republicans uh is taking heed. Oh yeah, they they starting to pay attention to what's going on here. Oh yeah. They are starting to pay attention to what's going on. They see a train wreck coming down the road here. They don't know quite how to get out the rain. But they see a train wreck coming down the road, you know. They see a train wreck coming down the road. I don't know how this thing going to end. I just pray and hope that it uh, comes to an end before the 17th. <laughs> or we going to be, the country's going to be. territory that we've never been in before. We're going to be at a place that we've never been before. I know that. Uh, I want to send our prayers out to one Mr. Theodore Scott of Akron, Ohio. Been kind of under the weather. we got to touch bases with him after we uh, after we free up some time this evening here off the show, we'll try to see how to check in with him. He's been kind of under the weather here. We want to send our prayers and love out to him and his family. So, so, so many of our generation is checking out of here, y'all. Like they got somewhere to go. <laughs> like they got somewhere to go, y'all. We, we just, uh, Blessed to still be around here to uh, 
interact with my uh, cyberspace friend. We, yeah, we're just so grateful and thankful that uh, we're still kicking. Hey, we ain't raising those. <laughs> hey, we, we ain't raising no sand, y'all. <laughs> Somebody in the peanut gallery I said, well, you ain't raising no hell. <laughs> hey, we didn't say we, we didn't say we was raising anything. <laughs> we lucky to raise out. <laughs> we lucky to be able to raise out right on the, <laughs> the whole that drink over there. <laughs> we, hey, but, hey, no doubt. We blessed every day and blessed to be, be here every day. Okay. But yeah, yeah. Say a prayer for your love or keep them in your prayer at all time because they they might be here today and uh gone tomorrow. Life is fleeting. Life is fleeting. Uh, I uh, yeah. thought we uh, was going to get a little more rain this weekend, but really this weekend has been pretty nice down in ATL, y'all. Yeah. We could have got out on the uh, old, <laughs> we we could have got out on the old golf course this morning, y'all hit some, y'all don't know. <laughs> we <laughs> we, we could have got out there and hit some this morning. Yeah. <laughs> we... <laughs> but uh and uh, be that as it may, we uh did have a lot of fun, y'all cleaning my uh cleaning my uh manuscript back up to get it back in first thing next week to be able to meet my deadline of October thirty first to get my book out and uh just in time for the holiday seasons, y'all. Buy a copy for your Sister, your brother, your mother. <laughs> hey, found the five dollars for an ebook, y'all. Yeah, my stuff is inexpensive. Trying to make it user friendly, <laughs> price wise. <laughs> yeah, we we really need to sell a hundred thousand copies before Christmas, y'all. Get try to move the Hushmo into a uh, serious author category. <laughs> Somebody pay attention to us. We get that kind of turnaround on our uh, second book. This is our second book, y'all. Our first book, The Water Boy, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron. We didn't, we didn't market it that much. It still needed uh, some editing at work. This one's a little cleaner. And uh, but as we get more and more ex- exposure, this one we will market quite a bit more. And uh, I think it's a, such a uh, timely, uh, uh, such a timely uh, piece of work that. Uh, we 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 uh 
just looking forward to uh, to putting it out there in the public domain and uh, engaging in uh, a conversation about it to uh, to if necessary defend uh, the perspective that uh, I put forward in it. So we we uh, we're going to spend the next two years just uh, on 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 this little book tour. As soon as it hit, we're going to be out on the road, y'all, uh, putting forth uh, putting forth uh, our uh, our take on uh, what's going on in the country, racism and hate, and uh, how it applies to uh, uh, society today. Uh, with this uh, president of African descent is front and center on the uh, nation's conscience, and we, as a minority here, we members of African descent, more uh, ten to thirteen percent minority in the country today. We can't, uh, we we can't, we can't no longer just uh, allow uh, our community to be. Uh, the object of the conversation without being a part of the conversation. We, the 90% of our uh, community is uh, is taking the brunt of this uh, recession, this closed, shut down, everything. The 90% of our community is taking the brunt of it, whatever occurs. We can no longer uh, sit on the sidelines and be silent while all the workfall to our talent attempt. We have got to get involved with provide ammunition for them, uh, with them, stand with them uh, to uh, confront the, the injustices in the country that still exists uh, today uh, when it comes to racism and hate. It's a dangerous uh, 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 it's a dangerous uh, uh, Situation here in a country today, where you got twenty uh, percent uh, of uh, the people uh, railing against the president uh, for no other reason than his race. Who's fighting? Twenty percent of the country is racist. Uh, period. We we did the research on it. That's forty fifty million people who don't like across the spectrum, across the uh, society spectrum, of risk the poor, uh, doing an un <laughs> an un. <laughs> Uh, unbelievable amount of damage. Those same 20% uh, uh, are the ones that's got this government ki- uh, kidnapped, y'all. Those same 20% are made up to a great extent and represent the 20% racists in the country that are right about that old Dixiecrat, Heron, Vox, uh, 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 ideology that existed uh, in the South during uh um, the separate equal laws here uh, in the country, and that that same uh, segment of our society has infiltrated the Republican Party and is dominating uh, its uh, uh, politics today. Yeah, it's dangerous. Huh? It's it's crazy. It is crazy. The party of Lincoln has fallen into the hands of uh, Lincoln's enemies. <laughs> Said the party of Lincoln has fallen into the hands of Lincoln's natural enemies. No doubt, yeah. Hey, hey, uh, 
Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. It's about 11 minutes after, and oh, it's about 13 minutes after 8, yeah, in the ATL. Wow, how time flies when you're having fun out here. What do we got, yeah? We, uh, kind of feel, still feeling the melancholy mood right here, y'all, with the, uh, so much crazy stuff is going on. We gotta play our little. Uh, we write about it in my book. We always do cover my little uh, infamy, my day of infamy. <laughs> I like to call it my day of infamy. My little experience that I had in Vietnam, y'all. We're gonna kill some time here and let you listen to it uh, as uh, was put forth in my first book, The Water Boy: The Life and Trials of. Jimmy C. Cameron, I tell about uh, the day that I got wounded in Vietnam, caught up in that valley uh, of the shadow of death, that uh, biblical valley of the shadow of death. I was literally there uh, in Vietnam in the middle of a war, in the middle of a valley, life and death uh, flashing all around, ran into uh, the man upstairs. Ran into the man upstairs out there in that uh, valley. Called on me. And I want to share that with y'all. Hey, y'all. Uh, we're going to come back. Uh, yeah, let's see. It's about, yeah, this will take us to the bottom of the hour, y'all. Y'all, uh, check it out here. This is me talking about uh, that uh, day back in 1966, July 16th, y'all, uh, in Vietnam, uh, in the midst of... Uh, one of the bloodiest spells that uh, uh, the United States Marines was involved with uh, during that uh, some 10, 12-year war in Vietnam, yeah. And we'll be right back after that and uh, uh, get into a little more of the government shutdown there. Uh, y'all listen up. That day in the thicket of the terrain uh, was unbelievable. The jungle, I mean, uh, 50 yards in front of me, I could not see a private uh, uh, PLC uh, carry uh, go down and was barely uh, uh, through the thicket and uh, uh, brush see uh, uh, PLC Dawson, uh, which was about 25 yards in front of me. By the time I... Uh, uh, I got to them, to uh, uh, PLC Dawson and uh, uh, PLC uh, Carey. Uh, we're out 50 yards in front of everybody, and we can't see nobody, the enemy or our own troops. I'm hollering back at the, the sergeant, and uh, he's shouting out orders. I, I can hear him barely over the gunfire because everybody by that time was shooting. Uh, 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 and some of my uh, the troops, uh, uh, G Company on the, or H Company on the other side of the river, they shooting across the river, uh, uh, coming right across us. Don't nobody see me. I'm out there uh, with uh, my two friends there in the middle of that valley of the shadow of death. Uh, by the time I got back, uh, 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 
Uh, it was crazy. Everybody was shooting. Uh, the only way we seen the enemy dug in the hills up there for every once in a while, you see a puff of smoke or a blaze come out of the rifle and the uh, grenade launchers that they was uh, firing at us, but we could not see them. Uh, we just started shooting, uh, and everybody, we're talking about three, uh, 4,000 uh, troops on our side uh, dug in and shooting. Uh, at uh, one another, and the enemy shooting back at, uh, got us pent down. Though we can't move. Uh, by the time the uh, um, I get back and uh, 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 shot up uh, uh, to no end uh, and, and laying on the ground after four hours, uh, they uh, call the uh, uh, airplanes in and uh, drop napalm uh, for the next four hours on us in the enemy. Well, not on us, close to us, so close that I could feel the heat. And, uh, uh, I'm sure to this day my left arm wound came from uh, that napalm burned right through it. Um, but uh, it was it was a hellacious uh, uh, circumstance that uh, uh transpired uh, that day. I can remember the first uh, shot that collapsed my right lung. first word out of my mouth was God help me. At that moment my spirit left my body, and my whole life flashed before my face at that moment. Uh, it's when my spirit, joined, outside of my body, joined with um, my two friends, P.O.C. Carey and P.O.C. Dawson's spirit, outside of our flesh bodies. I, I in the book I refer to them as um, faith and hope, and uh, myself being charity. Uh, that moment, God uh, intervened, uh, showed uh, me that other side. It was, it was like a a, um, a key uh, a, to a switch that uh, at the moment that. Uh, our three spirits joined. Uh, something clicked on, and you told me you're like uh, I can't explain here. We we were uh, we had it going on. Uh, God pulled me back. Uh, my friends, I never remorsed about uh, them dying that day because of. That utopian uh, experience that uh, we had, and I know uh, they're uh, in a much, 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 much uh, better place than uh, you'll ever know. Uh, here in the flesh on this earth, you will never know. Uh, <laughs> Part of my little uh, thing is I don't uh, have no uh, fear of dying. I, I believe that I, and my spirit outside of this flesh, has to uh, 
reunite uh, with my two friends. I believe that. I know that. Uh, God Almighty Himself assured me of that when I uh, made that, uh, uh, when I confronted that uh, 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 valley of the shadow of death and uh, went to my friends to uh, uh, make them whole. That's my story. Uh, from that experience, anyway, from my Vietnam experience, I mean, that's it. Uh, uh, God uh, carried me through, uh, brought me back to uh, testify to uh, His greatness, to His mercy, uh, and still the fear. Uh, of God in me and enfolded me uh, with his charity his love and uh, I, I, I think uh, that that is the key to uh, getting back to the almighty is those uh, three virtues uh, faith, hope, and charity uh, hmm I, uh, I believe that. Uh, and, uh, it's going to be up to each and every one. I, I mean, I I can... Hmm, preachers can preach to you about it. Uh, teachers can uh, teach you about it. But uh, it's going to be you... Somehow, uh, talking to gentlemen with the man upstairs, the one on the moon. <sighs> He's there. I, I mean, he heard my cry. That God help me. He heard my cry and uh, put me on his shoulder. Uh, and if he'd do it for me, uh, he'll do it for you. Advocated on your behalf. You're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, y'all thought you had lost the hustle. Hey, we back. Yeah. We like to, uh, we like to share that, uh, peace. My little experience in, uh, Vietnam caught up in the midst of, uh, just a horrific, uh, um, situation there that day. I mean, yeah, literally, literally caught up in that uh, valley, uh, that, uh, that's trade there uh, in the Old Testament, that biblical valley of the shadow of death. And first words out of my mouth, yeah, help me, God, when I got wounded. Uh, that day uh, with uh, my two comrades, and one of them in my arm, the other one laying under me, dead. We call on the man. He uh, heard my cry, no doubt, lifted me to a uh, much, much uh, higher place, <laughs> as the biblical uh, verse uh, says. I call on the Lord in my darkest hour, y'all, and he heard my cry and lifted me to a higher place. I, I, you know, I ain't, ain't no shame in my game. <laughs> I, 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 I ain't, I'm gonna tell about it, yeah. I talk about it every day. I'll talk about it and uh, testify to uh, his greatness, his grace and mercy on my behalf, on man's behalf, that I experienced uh, firsthand. That I experienced firsthand, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so one of the things I got out of that experience was the fact that uh, one of my uh, team uh, members was a white guy. Yeah, PFC, John Carey, Jonathan uh, Carey from the state of Oregon, yeah, Portland, Oregon, or Salem, Oregon. He's from Salem, Oregon. Uh, was white. And when our uh, spirits uh, somehow came together <laughs> in that uh, in that uh, in that all in that in that uh, in that moment, I, I didn't I didn't see no color there. There was no color involved in it. In that spiritual realm that I, I got caught up in that day, there was no uh, color to define my spirit from POC Dawson's spirit to uh, POC Carey's spirit. There was no color differentiation that let me know. That um, God's uh, 
God's realm. Uh, that spirit is, uh, <laughs> there ain't no color to it, y'all. Oh, it comes together right there. No doubt that got rid of my hate based on, based on somebody's color or something like that. That epiphany back there in 1966 allowed me to shed my hatred for white people right then. Now, it took me some years to uh, to come to grips with that. But, yeah, that allowed me to know for a fact that uh, God Almighty uh, is colorblind, yeah. <laughs> oh, no doubt. He's colorblind when it comes to his creation and his uh, children. We can't go. Uh, Mm-mm. So, somebody just dropped the husband or something off in the door. We're trying to eat. We're trying to multitask this now, y'all. We're trying to eat this food before it gets cold. Somebody, we, we got people that come through. From time to time to take care of the Hushmo to make sure he's, <laughs> he's got the energy to uh, make it through the night <laughs> on this demanding uh, production here. The Federalist Papers, y'all. Y'all, y'all know anything about the Federalist Papers? That's a set of announcements, I guess you'd call them, that... Uh, the founders who was writing that uh, constitution, putting that thing together, or put out while putting the constitution together. They wrote all these uh, documents to uh, the different uh, states, uh, explaining their uh, thinking uh, going into uh, the uh, the writing of this constitution, how it works. This Republican. Uh, document, this Republican form of government, how this thing actually worked. Uh, one, of, one of them, the Federalist, uh, uh, Federalist number 51, written by James Madison in uh, February of uh, 1788. Uh, he published it in the Independent Journal. I guess it was to uh, the people of the state of New York dealing with the structure of uh, the government. It says the structure of the government must furnish the proper checks and balance between the different departments, talking about our new government that it was putting together. Uh, and and uh, he addresses it to uh, the people of the state of New York here. This is a Fairless Paper 51. I'll, I'll share uh, a couple of paragraphs with you to the people of the state of New York. To what expedience then should we finally resort for maintaining, in practice, the necessary Petitions of power among the several departments as laid down in the Constitution. 
multiplied by so contriving the interior structure of the government as that its several contingent parts may, by their mutual relations, be the means of keeping each other in their proper places. He read away he's talking about checks and balances between the branches of government that uh, exist today. This is him explaining the way to the people. Remember, this is a new document. Uh, coming together pretty much unlike anything the world has ever seen before. So, uh, James Madison has given some in, insight into the thinking of the people that put it together here in these Federalist Papers. There's a number of them, yeah. Uh, and he's talking about the structure of the government. It says it must furnish proper checks and balances between the different departments. We know already that there is three distinct branches of government here uh, in the, these United States under our Republican Constitution. Uh, the legislative branch, the executive branch, and the judicial branch. By nature, the legislative branch is the biggest part of our government. Uh, 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 in fact, it's so big that it's uh, divided into two parts, the House of Representatives and the Senate. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, it's a uh, checks and balances uh, go on. It, well, first of all, you go on to say without presuming to undertake a full development of this important idea, I will hazard a few general observations which may perhaps place it in a clearer light and enable us to form a more correct judgment of the principles and structure of the government plan by the convention. He's talking about the Constitutional Convention, y'all, and trying to provide insight. This is James Madison. In order to lay a due foundation for that separate and distinct exercise of the different powers of government, which to uh, a certain extent is admitted on all hands to be essential to the, to the preservation of liberty. This separate but equal, distinct exercise between the branches of government is necessary for the preservation of liberty. It is evident that each department should have a will of its own and consequently should be so constituted that the members of each should have as little agency as possible in the appointment of the members of the other, which means the House of Representatives and Democrats completely separate uh, animals running on their own uh, free, uh, free independent will here with checks and balances between them. Were this principle rigorously adhered to, it would require that all the appointments for the Supreme Executive, Legislative, and Judiciary magistrates should be drawn from the same fountain of authority, the people through channels having no communication whatsoever with one another. Perhaps such a plan of constructing the several departments would be less difficult in practice than it may in contemplation appear. Some difficulties, however, and some additional expense would attend the execution of it. Some de deviations Therefore, 
of the principle must be admitted. In the Constitution of the Judiciary Department, in particular, it might be inexpedient to insist rigorously on the principle, first because peculiar qualifications being essential in the members, the primary consideration ought to be to select that mode of choice which best secures these qualifications. Secondly, because the permanent tenure by which the appointments are held in that department must soon destroy all sense of dependence on the authority conferring them. That's heavy. Talking about when the Supreme Court justices are appointed, they must uh, uh, divorce themselves of uh, the appointing uh, a party and be completely neutral. <laughs> but the great security against the gradual concentration of several powers in the same department consists in given to those who administer each department the necessary constitutional means and personal motives to resist encroachments of the others. The provision of defense must in this, as in all other cases, be made commensurate to the danger of attack. Ambition must be made to counteract ambition. The interest of the man must be connected with the constitutional rights of the place. It may be reflections of human nature that such devices should be necessary to control the abuses of government. But what is government itself? But the greatest of all reflections of human nature. If men were angels, <laughs> no government would be necessary. If angels were governed if angels were to govern men, neither external nor internal controls on government would be necessary. In framing a government, which is to be administered by men over men, the great difficult lies in this. You must first enable the government to control the government, the govern. And in the next place, oblige it to control itself. <laughs> a dependence on the people is no doubt the primary control on the government, but experience has taught mankind the necessity of auxiliary uh, precautions, y'all. <laughs> you got, hey, hey, uh, history has taught us anytime you bring man in there to try to govern himself, you better have some checks wrote down on paper. And that's, <laughs> that's what he's talking about here. Okay? So, <laughs> some auxiliary, auxiliary uh, precautions must be put in place. This policy of supplying by opposite and rival interests the defect of better motives may be traced through the whole system of human affairs private as well as public. We see it particularly displayed in all the subordinate uh, distribution of power, where the constant aim is to divide and arrange the several offices in such a manner as that each may be a check on the other. That the private interest of every individual may be a sentinel over the public rights. A sentinel, a sentinel over the public rights. These inventions of prudence cannot be less requisite in the distribution of the supreme powers of the state. 
but is it not possible to give to each department an equal power of self-defense? In Republican government, the legislative authority necessarily predominates. The remedy for this inconvenience is to divide the legislative uh, into different branches and to render them by different modes of election and different principles of action as little connected with each other as the nature of their common function and their common dependency on the society will admit. It may even be necessary to guard against dangerous encroachment by still further precautions as the weight of the legislative authority requires that it should be thus divided. The weakness of the executive may require, on the other hand, that it should be forfeited, fortified. Okay, yeah. Okay. The weakness of the executive may require, on the other hand, that it should be fortified. An absolute negative on the legislature appears at first view, to be the natural defense which, with which the executive magistrate should be armed. But perhaps it should be neither altogether safe nor alone sufficient. On ordinary occasions, it might not be exerted with the requisite firmness. And of extraordinary occasions, and on extraordinary occasions, it might be perfidiously abused. May not may not this effect of an absolute negative be supplied by some qualified connection between this weaker department and the weaker branch of the stronger department, by which the latter may be led to support the continual rights of the former without being too much detached from the rights of its own department. But the principles on which these observations are found to be just as I persuade myself they are, and they be applied as a criterion to the several state constitutions and to the federal constitution, it would be found that if the latter does not perfectly correspond with them, the former are infinitely less able to bear such a test. There are more with two considerations particularly applicable to the federal system of America which place that system in a very interesting point of view. First, in a single republic, all the power surrendered by the people is submitted to the administration of a single government. And the usurpations are guarded against by division of the government as distinct and separate departments. In the compound republic of America, the power surrendered by the people is first divided between two distinct governments, and then the portions allotted to each subdivided, and then the portion allotted to each subdivided among distinct and separate departments. Hence, a double security arises to the rights of the people. The different governments will control each other at the same time that each will be controlled by itself. Second, it is of great importance in a republic not only to guard society against oppression of its rulers, but to guard one part of the society against the injustices of the other part. 
different interests necessarily exist in different classes of citizens. If a majority uh, be united by a common interest, the rights of the minority will be insecure. There are but two methods of providing against this evil. The one by creating a will in the community independent of the majority, that is, of the society itself. The other by comprehending in the society so many separate descriptions of citizens as will render an unjust combination of a majority of the whole very improbable, if not impracticable. The first method prevails in all government possessing an hereditary or self-appointed authority This at best is but a precarious security because the power independent of the society may as well espouse the unjust views of the major as the rightful interest of the minor party and may possibly be turned against both parties. Now that's interesting. The first method prevails in all government possessing an hereditary or self-appointed authority. This at least is but a precarious security because a power independent of the society may as well espouse the unjust views the unjust views of the major as the rightful interest rightful interest of the minor party and may possibly be turned against both parties. The second method will be exemplified in the Federal Republic of the United States. Whilst all authority in it will be derived from the dependent from independent on the society, the society itself will be broken into so many parts Wow. Said itself we've broken into so many parts, interests and classes of citizens that the rights of individuals or or of the minority would be in little danger from interest combinations of the majority. In a free government, the security for civil rights must be the same as that for religious rights. It consists in the one case in the multiplicity of interest and in the other in the multiplicity of sex. The degree of security in both cases will depend on the number of interests in sex and this may be presumed to depend on the extent of country to the extent of country and number of people number of people comprehended under the same government. This view of the subject must particularly recommend a proper federal system to all the sincere and considerate friends of Republican government, since it shows that it that in exact proportion as the territory of the Union may be formed into more circumscribed confederacies or states Oppressive combinations of a majority will be 
facilitated the best security under the Republican forms for the rights of every class of citizens will be diminished, will be diminished. And consequently, the stability, the, the stability and the independence of some members of the government, the only other security must be proportionately increased. Justice is the end of government. It is the end of civil society. It ever has been and ever will be pursued until it is until it be obtained or until liberty be lost in the pursuit. In a society under the forms of which the stronger faction can readily unite and oppress the weaker, anarchy may as truly be said to reign as in a state of nature, where the weaker individual is not secure against the violence of the stronger. And as in the latter state, even the stronger individuals are prompted by the uncertainty of their condition to submit to a government which may protect the weak. You know, so our, um, Propped by the uncertainty of their condition to submit to a government which may protect the weak as well as themselves. So, in the former state, one of the more powerful factions of parties be gradually induced where we are here, y'all. We, we, uh, just reciting a little bit of, or reading a little bit of uh, the Fairless Paper 51, y'all, dealing with the uh, separate, uh, separate uh, uh, powers of uh, the three branches of government here and the checks and balances that uh, do, in fact, exist uh, in a crazy way within uh, the confines of uh, our uh, Republican Constitution here. Uh, that, uh, well, first of all, we were excluded. America's African that was excluded from this document when it was initially uh are put together, and uh, by being excluded from it, uh, left us uh, um, outside of mainstream uh, society here, uh, both during slavery and some hundred years after the Civil War. We uh, was uh, a second-class citizen here by uh, by uh, premeditated uh, calculations on behalf of the government premeditated uh, action by uh, the state governments here in the country that took away 14th Amendment rights. Our 14th Amendment rights, yeah. Oh, yeah, for some 90 years after the Civil War. So we, we, uh, it's important to go back and look at those uh, frivolous papers. You get an idea of uh, the thinking you get some great insight into the thinkings of the founders of the country, what was going on in their mind when they put that constitution together that uh, so cleverly, so cleverly uh, left uh, uh, left out of it uh, the African slaves in this country. 
they did not have uh, access to that document initially. They had no protections under that uh, document. They considered property under that document initially. Yeah. Hey y'all, that's just about gonna gonna do it for us out here this October twelfth. Come back and see us next week, the nineteenth, y'all, ten nineteen. Oh, we we certainly hope that uh, cooler here to prevail up in Washington, and this government is open. By the time we come back to you next week, y'all, we pray that this government is open. We all better pray. Hey, until uh, next week, y'all. Uh, we're going to uh, leave it at there. Uh, y'all uh, have a, a great, great uh, rest of the weekend. Until next week, y'all. Ciao. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com. <laughs>